Hey, Husker fans, welcome to another episode of the Husker Big Red Podcast with Chris Peterson and Danny Gillette. As always, go Big Red. Good morning, Husker fans. Welcome back to the Husker Big Red YouTube channel. Like I said, I'm Chris Peterson, and joining me is uh, Danny Gillette. And uh, Danny, how are you doing on this Monday morning? There's never a shortage of news in Lincoln, Nebraska, or surrounding the Nebraska Corn Huskers anything. And that's what I'm finding out. Uh, that's what I've been finding out over the past four years. But um, I'm doing good. A lot of, a lot of news this weekend, uh, and it seems like the transfer portal quarterback targets are starting to come into focus a little bit here. Yeah, so the transfer portal, you know, officially opened today on Monday, so it's going to be a bit of a wild ride. Um, you know, Kyle McCord actually just entered the transfer portal from Ohio State, so um, you know, talking about quarterbacks, um, that's another one that's going to be, you know, in the mix. And Brian uh, Day so, wasted yeah. no time with Kyle McCord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't blame it's, it's him. crazy. I don't blame him. <laughs> I mean, we'll see, but I mean, if you look at, it, I mean, hell, I would take Kyle McCord in half a heartbeat. He can come play in Lincoln next year because, like, you look at his numbers, man. He had a pretty he had a pretty good season this year, so I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. you take away Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Buka, then then what do his numbers look like? Because we don't have those in Lincoln. I'll tell you that we don't have those types of wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, I I agree, but I still I still think Kyle McCord, Nebraska. I'll just say this: Nebraska would be lucky to get Kyle McCord, a, a quarterback as good as him, on their roster next year. Um, yeah, so fair enough. That's, yeah. So we'll see. In terms of that, um, you know. One thing that has happened, uh, Nebraska is uh, visited Will Howard over the weekend, um, which I find still interesting since, you know, the transfer portal not even officially open. I don't know how coaches can really do that, but regardless, um, Lincoln Riley uh, paid him a visit. This is according to Kansas State site on, um, on three. And uh, Miami and Wisconsin are other two other teams in the mix. So um, he's ranked right now. Will Howard is the number two player. Um, in the on3.com transfer portal rankings. I'm assuming that's going to change, though, because some other big names are about to hit, like Kyle McCord. Like, I would think Kyle McCord would be ranked above Will Howard, honestly. Yeah. Um, mm. But um, but anyway, what uh, what do you think about Nebraska's chances of landing Will Howard? I mean, is that uh, is that realistic? Is it, you know, are they going to be able to pony up the money to, to get this guy? Is it realistic? I'm not sure because you have USC. And you have Miami also in the picture. And those are two schools that, quite frankly, can sell things a bit more than Nebraska can at the moment. USC is obviously the program that I'm most worried about because say what you want about Lincoln Riley as a head coach, but he does have a good history of developing quarterbacks. And, you know, we'll have to see if Nebraska will be able to, you know, sell the program and pony up enough cash quite frankly in order to get Howard um you know I saw comments on some of our articles the other day saying that you know is this the best that we can get well Will Howard's a pretty good quarterback I was just watching some of his film uh yesterday as a matter of fact he can he can stand in the pocket he can make the deep throws he's also you know he's you know deep throws are only one facet of his game uh, he's very good at the intermediate throws as well, and uh, he makes good decisions with the football. So it's no surprise that, you know, as of this taping, he's the number two quarterback in or number two player, excuse me, in the transfer portal rankings. Um, 
at the very least, you know, the visit over the weekend um, shows me that Nebraska is not wasting any time in trying to find a transfer portal quarterback. And, you know, I, that certainly counts for something, especially when, quite frankly, you're going to be, re, you know, recruiting against the big dogs. Yeah, and it will be interesting, too, to, you know, like I said last week, I mean, there's going to be more guys, um, you know, I would expect some Georgia quarterbacks to be in the transfer portal, you know, probably this week. Sign me not up in for the, any of those guys. <laughs> yeah, because they're not in the playoff this week. So, um, you know, we'll see how that how that plays out. But there's going to be some other, you know, some other guys that enter into the portal eventually. I think Malik Murphy from Texas is probably going to go unless, you know, or Arch Manning. I mean, one of the I doubt Arch Manning's going to, but one of those guys, it would be pretty wild to me if Arch Manning is uh gonna sit for another year behind Quinn Ewers down in Texas. But you know, who knows? That's I you know, that might be how it works out. Um, I do think that it's silly that people are saying, like, is Will Howard the best we can get? I think he would be perfect for this year because he's he's got one year left, so it doesn't doesn't mess up anything with Daniel Kalen, who the coach, who Matt Rule and I believe it was Marcus Satterfield just did an in-home visit with um, this weekend. So that that was good to see, just to make sure that you know you got that commitment locked up here with two weeks to go. Um, but you know, I, I just think that Howard would be great because he's not, you know, he's not a long-term threat to Daniel Kalen. Um, Kalen can learn under him, and then potentially, you know, he could be ready in, during next season. And um, I do think that if Nebraska brought in Will Howard, I do think that Chubba Purdy would be gone. That's Unfortunately, that's how it works. I mean, I hope that Chubba Purdy would stay and compete, you know, and because he would still have eligibility. But most likely, I think he would probably be gone. But, you know, that's just kind of how it works out. I wouldn't blame him for leaving at all. I mean, he's had to sit behind, you know, Logan Smothers and Casey Thompson. And now, you know, um, Jeff Sims and Heinrich Harburg, who both kind of fell off at one point or another during the season. So I wouldn't blame him at all for transferring. Um, but. You know, I mean, at this point, we have to win, and we have to at least make a bowl game. And, you know, we need help at the quarterback position, and I think Howard would be a good fit. We'll have to see you watch. As soon as we're done recording this, there's going to be a ton of other big-name quarterbacks in the transfer portal. But as of right now, I would love Will Howard and, and Lincoln. I hadn't really watched, you know, any tape of him until yesterday, and I was really impressed. It was also worth noting that Kansas State uh, ran with him a lot when it, when uh, the Wildcats got into the red zone. And he had, I believe it was nine rushing touchdowns, either eight or nine rushing touchdowns on the year. And a lot of those were just, you know, designed quarterback runs into the end zone. So he's not completely a pocket passer. He can move a little bit when necessary. And that's always a good thing to have in your back pocket, you know, no matter what type of quarterback you are. Yeah, 19 career touchdown rushing touchdowns for Will Howard. Um has two seasons um with over 350 rushing yards. So he is a dual he is a dual threat, but he he throws the throws the football um you know, I think he completed 64% of his passes last year. So um he is a high-level passer. Um he's developed over the course of his career and yeah, he would be a re- good option, but there's a lot of other, you know, we've talked about Blake Shapin. Um I brought up MJ Morris. Uh, at huskerbigred.com i know he's a younger guy but i think he would be you know if, if some of the top targets don't you know work out i think he would be a good guy to land at some point i just think nebraska needs a quarterback in the from the transfer portal that that can be that started somewhere else i don't want somebody you know i mean i guess you could make an exception maybe if it was like brock vandegrift or something like georgia but 
But outside of someone like that, I would I would like somebody that's at least you know started some games. I know MJ Morris hasn't started a lot, but you know when I was looking at his numbers, I mean he's got like 200 career pass. He's got 199 career pass attempts and 14 touchdowns. Uh, Chubba Purdy in his Nebraska career, or I mean in his entire career, I think he has like 169 passes and he has six touchdowns. So I mean even just looking at those two players, like MJ Morris playing at North Carolina State is throwing a touchdown, like, you know, throwing a lot more touchdowns per pass attempt than Chubba Purdy. So I do think when you look at guys like that, there is potential, but I, I do, I would like to see him get Will Howard because I think he's the kind of guy that could, could get this team to winning eight or nine games next year. And truth be told, I am still the conductor of the Grayson McCall train. So I would like to see him maybe yeah. in Lincoln. Um, and actually we may get a chance to see him, um, in a couple of weeks as the Hawaii bowl will be on ESPN on December 23rd at 10 30. I'm, I'm, I might stay up to watch that just to see, you know, in live game action, you know, what McCall is like. And, you know, the thing that I honestly like about McCall is, you know, last year, 2020, 2023 was a bit of an outlier. He had 10 touchdowns and six interceptions, but overall, you know, you look at his, you know, 2022 numbers, 24 touchdowns, two interceptions, 27 touchdowns, three interceptions in 2021, and then in 2020, 26 touchdowns and three interceptions. So one of our biggest problems was interceptions and, you know, overall holding on to the football. You know, McCall has, you know, historically shown that he can take care of the ball. And, you know, on top of that, he, you know, he's never had a completion percentage below um, 65% in his career. So that that kind of checks all the boxes for me as the type of quarterback I want somebody who's you know accurate somebody who limits the interceptions and the turnovers and you know somebody I mean this is another good one to throw here you know he averaged eight 8.6 yards per pass in 2023 9.1 in 2022 and 11.9 2021 10 yards per pass in 2020 all to say he can get the ball down the field as well so I mean, he kind of checks all the boxes for me, you know, and what I would want for a quarterback for Nebraska moving forward. Yeah, I, I like um, Grayson McCall, too. He's definitely in my, you know, if I probably had a top three of veteran, you know, guys that I think it's like realistic, that would be a good fit. I'd say Will Howard, um, Grayson McCall and Blake Shapin probably are my top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all those guys would be an upgrade. Um, and would give Nebraska just some stability at the position, which they just didn't have this year. Um, I would say so, my top three is about the same, too, except maybe at three I'd put Riley Leonard. But, I mean, we're pretty much on the same page for our transfer quarterbacks because I would really like Leonard. Honestly, I liked him at Duke, so he wouldn't be a bad ad in my opinion either. Yeah, we'll see if that changes it, um, if he allows – if he yeah. talks to other teams because he – first, when he went in there, he had a no-contact designation so you couldn't even contact him but we'll see if that changes um at any rate uh, to switch over to high school recruiting here um moving along um on uh i can't believe this was saturday morning i think um that cj simon committed um the 2025 (laughs) yeah 2025 recruit out of uh, oklahoma um six foot about 160 pounds um he uh, is coming to nebraska as a receiver um kind of a slot receiver type reminds me a lot of billy kemp um, when I actually watch this kid's highlights, you know, um, sorry for the, but he reminds me of AJ Hemming, the guy that plays for Northwestern. Now he used to play for Michigan return guy, slot guy. Um, he's built like a, 
because he he does play some running back too. He does. And, he um, did, yeah. So he's built a little thicker. Um, and I mean, I would like to see him, you know, grow out a little bit more. But I I think um, he's not ranked right now, but I, I believe that he will be. Um, and I think that this is going to be a guy that again Nebraska is getting in early, and uh, you know that hurt with some other guys like Carlin Jones and Keewan Lacey. Mm. But I feel like this is going to be a similar situation where some, you know, cause he visited Oklahoma and Notre Dame have been talking to him. They haven't offered, but I think his offer sheet is going to grow and uh, he'll definitely be ranked at some point here. So like this commitment for Nebraska, um, you know, good player out of the state. And uh, I like that, you know, Garrett McGuire, you know, lands another talented kid. Absolutely. And I always say I would rather land these kids and then have them decommit than to not try at all. And, you know, this is another classic case, as you mentioned, of, you know, recruiting a kid and getting a kid to commit before, you know, his profile really blows up. And it is going to really blow blow up. And quite honestly, Nebraska's kind of been, you know, heavily involved in his recruitment over the past year and a, or half a year or so. He first took a visit on April 15th, and then he took another visit on April 22nd, and he visited on September 16th as well. So, this wasn't just a commitment out of the blue. Nebraska had been doing their homework on Simon. And, you know, I hope he stays committed in the recruiting world. 2025 is a long way away. But I like the commitment initially. I like that Garrett McGuire. I mean, just off the top of my head, he's landed CJ Simon, Isaiah McMorris, Davon Hall, and um, a couple others. So, he, so McGuire is definitely proving his worth on the recruiting trail as well. And, you know, I think Simon... Simon will add another explosive body to what is going to be a very promising and talented wide receiver room. Yeah, and the 2025 class, it's the fourth commitment, um, ranked 18th early right now um, with, uh, you know, Caden uh, Vermas and uh, Tyson Terry um, also being in that mix, Connor Booth. Um, so some nice guys there, a good start for that class. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I like where nebraska sits there so good commitment on that front um you know i think alex mansky obviously is is the guy I'm, I'm looking at in 2025 you know talking about quarterbacks um i believe that they were visit the coaching staff visited him again um so that that's a, a big name to watch and um yeah besides that i mean really in, in recruiting you know there's some 2024 guys to look at lamar radcliffe um you know trying to think of uh Trey Richardson, you know, Demond Dimas is another name that's kind of still out there. But, uh, you know, return guys, that's another thing, though, about C.J. Simon is return guy. He mm -hmm. he can return kicks. So um, that is something Nebraska definitely is trying to address, which is they do need to get a dynamic return guy because that, that part of the game wasn't good enough this year, um, which didn't help when Ramirez got hurt either. But I like this commitment. And, again, I think, you know, as much as Nebraska fans want this team to, to jump into the transfer portal. I, I think that that's going to be limited. I think they're going to only add a few guys in the portal and, and they're just going to continue to, you know, invest in high school recruiting and development. And I think that's the right way to go long-term. Which makes me wonder if that $1 million donation for recruiting will go to a quarterback for this year or something like that. It's not like they're necessarily going to spread it around a ton to get transfer portal guys, I think, but we'll see. I mean, you know, this 2025 class is setting up nicely. I'm most excited about Tyson Terry, but I like all the commitments in the class. And speaking of Terry, you saw, you know, how excited he was that Tony White was returning. So that's always a good sign, too. And um, I, I know that we're all excited for that news. And, you know, I think um, I think this I think this 2025 class is going to be another 
strong one and i like that the foundation of the class is already being built it's you know started being built really around april and hopefully they can continue to add to it um so now let's uh talk about yesterday it was a rough day for nebraska basketball 89 to 60 yeah. um creighton just went off i think they made 14 three-pointers a lot in the first half um yep. Baylor Shireman or whatever the hell his name is. They left him wide. I, Nebraska apparently didn't know his name either because they left him wide open <laughs> continuously in, in the first half. The yeah. best shooter. It drove me crazy. And, uh, yeah, they did that that run at the end of the first half. They kind of fell apart. They got the technical foul. You know, like they the K-State hit that three, and then they come down and they foul on the three, and then they give them five, you know, free throws, and they just never – recovered from that so what what did you what were your takeaways from this uh beat down by creighton shit i wish we had baylor shireman that was my takeaway <laughs> and uh because he was because he was in our uh he was in we were in his final group last may and then he went to creighton and of course he went bananas and he was all excited i wasn't excited i kind of honestly started uh hanging up the christmas decorations midway through the second half but um yeah, no, it was just a tough, it was just a tough night, um, you know, and they even mentioned it on the broadcast, you know, the Huskers collapsed a lot inside, and I don't know if that was the best plan of attack against Creighton, because as soon as they collapsed inside, it just allowed their shooters, you know, wide open looks, and by the time Nebraska realized it, you know, Baylor Shireman had already hit, you know, five three-pointers, and they were late getting back to the top shooters. So it was just a rough defensive night. Um, you know, people want to say, ooh, you know, this is what you get when you don't play a cupcake. I mean, sure, there were some easy games at the beginning of the schedule, but, you know, a game like Oregon State or Duquesne, I mean, they're not exactly cupcakes either. And let's not let's not undersell Creighton here. They were, what, the number eight team in the, or, or number 10 team in the country, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, number 15 in the number AP 15. poll, but, but so, yeah, they were in the top 10 recently. They're, so they're good. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's just, it makes me happy that we won last year, but, um, Sunday was a little bit rough and, you know, it just seemed like they couldn't stop the three. Yeah, it was, you know, it, it was just weird to me because they had played so well defensively. Um, just that they, the communication issues are, I'm not sure what happened, but, um, too many uncontested, you know, three, you know, if you're, if you're running at a guy to, for a three point shot, that's basically an uncontested three. And, uh, you just can't do that. And then, you know, you only make two, three pointers on the offensive end. Um, no, I thought they had the from three. Yeah. And I, you know, even if they didn't even shoot the ball well on twos, um, on two point shots, which I thought was going to be a real key to the game because you know, that, that, I mean, basically if you're going to win, uh, teams that win college basketball games, most of the, they they're really good in two point percentage. They have good uh, two point percentage field goal, you know, percentage on offense, and um, you know, really solid two point percentage defense. And Nebraska has been really good, solid in both two point and three point mm -hmm. percentage defense. But um, I think yesterday they shot like forty eight percent on their two point attempts. You know, like they really tried to work it inside. Um, Gary Rinkman, you know, he just didn't just didn't quite work out, and then. Um, it, it kind of snowballed on the other end. So, you know, I do think that, I mean, I, I think I wrote, you know, it somewhat invalidates the start a little bit, the 7-0 and start, just because they got beat so badly. And I think, you know, Fred was talking about, like, in the NET rankings and things like that, how margin of victory last year 
you know, really hurt them. And then you come out and lose by 30 points at home in your first quad one game. So it's not a, it's not a great look, but you know, they've got two big 10 games this week and then Kansas state. So the next three games, like they don't have time to, you know, to pout about this. They got to play Minnesota on, I think it's Wednesday night. I believe um, so. Yeah. So, you know, that's not going to be, I mean, Minnesota has, has struggled, but last year that game went to overtime. Um, and then you have Michigan State, you know, next Sunday and then a week off before you play at Kansas State. So, I mean, three, you know, the bottom line is they they just got to find a way to win, you know, at least one of these games. But I would say, you know, it'd be, it would be great if they could find a way to win one of these two conference games and then win that game against Kansas State. But that's going to that's gonna be a big ass with that one being on the road. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, I think this – we had an easier month of November, I think, this month of December is really going to test uh, the program here and we'll see what happens. But, you know, I, I, I think at the same time, this is a good test for conference play, which is honestly coming up, uh, coming up. Well, I mean, we're, we're already playing Minnesota, but I mean like the winter conference slate, you know, it's coming up pretty quick. I can't believe I'm even saying that, but time is flying. And so I think even if they lose these tough games, will prepare them for the, winter conference slate uh coming up quite honestly pretty shortly yeah it's uh it's crazy how quickly things come up and you know you got 20 big 10 games so i mean that's gonna be you know they gotta win about 10 big 10 games i really i really believe that um yeah and after you know kansas state you got north dakota and uh looks like south carolina so i mean really that's not gonna be easy either those two aren't easy so five more five games in the month of December. Uh, let's see. So yeah, two three non conference games. That's left. That's it. That's all the the Huskers have left. So um, be important to you know try to win as many of those as possible. And you know because I think that twenty you know if you can get to about twenty wins, Danny Knee when he was the head coach back here back about thirty years ago used to talk about you know if you get to twenty wins that used to be kind of the benchmark for the NCAA tournament. It's not always there anymore, but. I feel like if this team gets about 20 wins, they're going to have a good opportunity to make the the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and that would do wonders for recruiting and, you know, for the job security of Fred Oyberg. I mean, you know, I think this is the most talented team he's had since he's been in Lincoln, and it would just be a shame to waste it. Now, of course, I feel like we maybe would have won, you know, a little bit more had the injuries not occurred, you know, last season. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you you, you just got to play the hand you're dealt. And I think Nebraska basketball, you know, I think 20 is still an achievable goal, but, you know, Sunday's game was definitely a reality check. Um, And then uh, before we wrap up here, let's touch on uh, the volleyball team. Still alive, advanced into the Sweet 16. They swept Long Island on Friday, swept Missouri on Saturday. Um, they will be playing Georgia Tech next on uh, Friday, I believe. And, uh, so kind of interesting because Georgia Tech upset Florida. We almost it was almost going to be in a, a rematch, um, not a rematch, but Merritt Beeson, one of Nebraska's top players, was going to be facing her old school in Florida, um, but they were knocked off by Georgia Tech, who's ranked 12th in the country. Um, so they're coming into Lincoln, and then I believe it's also Kentucky and Arkansas are the other two teams. So the Huskers have two more games at home uh, this Friday and Saturday to try to reach um, the Final Four and hopefully. You know they can keep it rolling, but uh, they were they were pretty, um, you know, pretty locked down last weekend. There was no, you know, they didn't look ahead. They they hit the ball really well. Um, defense was good, so you know it's uh, they're they're a tough team to beat, especially you know at home. 
and you know and you know nebraska um has three of the 24 remaining teams in the division one and division two volleyball tournaments so that's just a little over 12 percent and you know it's remarkable the consistency you talk about you know some of the other programs here that may not be as consistent but you know they they're advancing to their 12th consecutive sweet 16 and you know a 30 and one overall record and um you know it's just the machine keeps on rolling for nebraska volleyball and you know it's been an incredible year starting from you know opening at memorial stadium and now and now it's trophy season as the kids say and i think nebraska volleyball should be able to make some noise here over the next couple of days and yeah really you know bright future too with uh you know Harper Murray, Bergen Riley, and Andy Jackson, mm-hmm. all freshmen. Um, you know, Merritt Beeson, just a junior. So a lot of, uh, you know, if, if they can win this championship this year, there's no reason to think they can't have a good shot at winning again next year. So let's see what happens. First things first, though, got to get to the, got to get through this weekend to the final four. So um, that's one thing to uh, look forward to. And I guess the other thing, you guys, is just watch the transfer portal. Hopefully, there won't be too many uh, Nebraska guys jumping in there, but um, there's going to be a lot of news here over the next week. So make sure that you guys are uh, hitting the subscribe button if you haven't already um, and check us out at HuskerBigRed.com. We'll have all the latest on uh, everything, Nebraska football, basketball, and uh, everything else that has um, you know to do with the Cornhuskers. So make sure you check us out there. And uh, as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.